Hello and welcome to the New City Podcast, where we exist to renew the Quad Cities by restoring the health of its people. I am Jared Bakken. I'm Dr. Alex Reguello. We nailed it. It's been a few months, but we nailed it. Um, so, guys, it is uh, July, middle of July. Uh, last time we spoke, at least to you in this format, was the first week of April. And in some ways, we were in a very different time the first week of April. And in other ways, we are surprisingly not progressed very far from the first week of April. And that's kind of the gist of what we want to talk about here today. Um, So middle of March, the whole world shuts down, right? This coronavirus pandemic becomes... um, you know, a, a thing, right, um, becomes something that everybody is aware of. Nobody really knows um, how to think about it. Nobody really knows what to do with it. And like kind of the the reaction that everybody has is, okay, let's just kind of slow down. Let's press pause. Let's kind of, as, as much as we possibly can, everybody stand still, you know, because there could be some really bad outcomes if we just kind of continue to live life normally and tons of people get sick and our hospitals are flooded with all these people and this has the potential to go really, really poorly, right? Yeah. That, that's, that's the middle of March. Um, and so, you know, we had to close the gym. Like, every, literally almost everything in life kind of got put on pause yeah besides going to the grocery store <laughs> that's about it menards and, and, and yeah menards shoot um so when we kind of had our conversation um at the beginning of april you know we have a philosophy on health and we kind of spoke to this whole virus and global pandemic and all this stuff kind of from our position of um you know our understanding of health um some of it kind of speculative as far as, you know, like this is this is how we would think about it. Now we kind of have a little more data, I would say, to be able to speak with not just, um, you know, like, hey, this is what we understand about health. This is how we th- understand the human body should respond to any type of virus or anything at all. Um now we actually have like, hey, here's what's happened over four months now, um, and I think it has a little bit more fuel behind the fire, I guess. Yeah, is one way to put it. Yeah, it's always interesting for me. <clears throat> so you mentioned our philosophy on health. This is something that I've been kind of developing since I was in school at Palmer College where I just started to understand the philosophy of chiropractic and just kind of a new way of looking at health. Um, So no matter how much I would read about it, no matter how much I would experience, um, I guess, why it was the right way to think about health, any time that it would be challenged, it was was always, you always kind of go back to your default or you're always kind of at least start questioning you're like well maybe the way that I think about health is not entirely Mm -hmm. um, the way to go. And I would say that um, it happened 
again with this whole coronavirus thing. While in the beginning, I was still kind of just hesitant to think about it the way that everybody else was thinking about it because um, I, I guess I'm kind of in this world all the time and I kind of know what typical, um, if you just want to say traditional approach to, to health and health care, um, I understand kind of the, um, the deficiencies of that. So I wasn't like, oh, okay, this is a huge deal. But as things started, you know, more media comes out, more stories come out, all, and just kind of just seeing how people are responding to it, I started to be like, well, maybe this is a, a kind of a, a bigger deal. Mm -hmm. But my response to that still was, okay, well, let's say that this virus is a huge deal. It is, you know, the next pandemic. It is something that's dangerous. I'm still not going to um, leave my philosophy on health, I'm still going to go back to that and say, well, if this is going to happen, mm -hmm. this virus is going to be around and it's actually going to be infecting people. Then the only way I know to beat something like that is to try to build up the health of the, of the human being, right. To, to w what's called host health, like it, make sure that you are as healthy as possible so that you can step into any environment and have your best chance at surviving and thriving. So that's when I went to all the videos and stuff at my office. That's when we, of course, had discussions and figured out how, what do we need to communicate to people. Um, so like you mentioned in the, in the beginning here, um, it, things definitely do look different now from April, but that particular piece of it is, is the same, right? We're still mm -hmm. thinking about this the same way. Now it's just the way things have played out and the more data that's come out, it just kind of brings more confirmation that the way we think about health um, is the right way to think about health, right? Whether it's, right. you know, beating uh, degenerative diseases like, you know, like heart disease and diabetes and all the things that are out there, or it's something that from the outside's coming in and infecting you and potentially going to lead to a sickness, it's the same. It's making sure you are as healthy as possible so you have your best chance at surviving and thriving. And that's always been our message. So that's definitely the same. It's no different now that we're three or four months deep into a pandemic than when it was at the beginning. Right. Yeah. So we, yeah, we, we kind of initially addressed like, Hey, this is kind of how we are thinking about it. And that's kind of what we did in the, the episode, you know, now three months ago, we've kind of had some radio silence in between there and I'm going to get to that. But, um, like it was like, here's, here's like our current thought process. Um, and you know, again, speaking from, where like how we really think about everything this is kind of how we're fielding this new thing um that it's like we can't speak with a ton of confidence or certainty as far as you know like like yes this is a novel virus this is a novel thing um that <laughs> hopefully does not become normal um but um like in the same way that like everybody's shutting everything down because you just don't quite know. It's kind of like that was essentially how we were thinking about it. It's like, okay, like we're not totally certain, but here's where we're at currently. So, you know, the gym gets shut down and, you know, our focus is, okay, we like, you know, still like we have gym members, right? We still like need to be doing whatever we can um, to help them, you know, do at-home workouts and, you know, be taking care of them as human beings during this time the, to the best of our ability. So kind of our focus got put on that and, you know, like not so much speaking outwardly about what's going on or whatever. Now 
all this time has passed. We're back open here, right? Kind of getting back into the swing of things, you know, back to somewhat normal, even though, like, you know, you know, for example, we would like to host big events here and just still feel like, you know, people are probably not ready for that yet. But now within the past couple of weeks, there's been like this new scare, right? More people are getting tested for this virus and, you know, more people are being confirmed having this thing. And even right real close around us, people are kind of taking a step backwards into some of the stuff we saw in early March, right? Like businesses are saying, oh, well, we're probably not going to do the things that we've been doing for a couple weeks now after like reopening or whatever. Um, and it's like this this new wave of uncertainty. Um, my my uh, cousin, she owns a little fitness studio in San Francisco and she put something up last night about like her her progression over the past four months and it's like uh you know the the waves of like people thinking oh you should probably shut down just to be cautious to you need to close your doors to like oh you should probably be open back up but this is what it should look like to now like this other swing of oh you should probably like like it's just it, there's 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 no certainty everybody's coming at you with these different messages and like yeah. it's it's just a total mess right yep so kind of being where we're at now and kind of seeing how this thing has developed and whatnot Basically, what we want to say is, hey, like, this approach of hiding from this thing is super unsustainable. And what we've seen as far as the progression over the past four months um, and just kind of observing where people are at, you know, obviously what the media is saying, taking all of that with a grain of salt, but like just observing kind of how people are acting, how people are thinking around this thing. Um, it is, it's, it's revealing like this, this course that we don't see as helpful. Right. Right. Yeah. I mean, it, uh, this is, we've understood this since the beginning. I mean, even when it was back in the beginning where it was the whole flattening of the curve thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think I talked about this on the, the last podcast that we did is somehow that was communicated that if we just shut everything down, that's the way to beat the virus. But that wasn't the purpose of the shutting everything right. down. The purpose of shutting everything down was to try to uh, push this thing out further so that our healthcare system wasn't overwhelmed um, so if you look at the whole flattening of the curve thing, there was that thing that if we didn't shut things down, then a bunch of people were going to get it and then it was going to go away, right? And that would overwhelm our healthcare system. Well, the flattening of the curve thing was the same amount of people are going to get it. It's just going to be over an extended period of time. Mm-hmm. So the message behind that is this virus is here and it's going to infect people. People mm-hmm. are going to get the coronavirus, right? People are going to suffer from COVID-19. Um, so it's not necessarily you're going to be able to avoid it. It's just you're going to kind of prolong the, 
the, the time uh, between when you don't have it and when you do have it. Um, and, and again, that might not even be 100% true. I don't, that seems pretty far-fetched to me that every single person is going to get it. And that's where the whole herd immunity thing comes in. Of, of right. course, it's not going to be everybody. Um, but I guess the only thing, because we don't know, it seems, I think the, the main thing that we've learned in these past four months is we do really don't know much. Right. We don't really know much about how, th how things work. You have people telling you you have to um, you stay six feet apart. That's an arbitrary number. You have people telling you you can only have 50% capacity in your building. That's an arbitrary number. You have people saying you can't go over 50 people in one space. That's an arbitrary number. You say wear masks. Don't wear masks. There's, you, know, you can look at studies on both sides. So there's not really clear data that says this is what we should do. We're just giving, you know, they're, they're basically giving us guidelines or giving us recommendations based off of what they seem to know. The only really the, the thing that, that we know is that this thing is here and people are going to get exposed. So then that goes back to health philosophy, right? Mm -hmm. If your health philosophy is the body's weak, the body can't fight off viruses, the body can't stay healthy when it gets into um, harsh environments, then, yeah, you, you should be scared, right? You, there's really no hope for you because then, then your only hope is, is staying inside and not, not getting exposed, right? But if you have this philosophy that says, well, no, the body is actually um, created in an amazing way. The body is strong. The body is resilient. The body can fight off um, things like viruses, bacteria, other pathogens. Um, it's just your kind of state of health that plays the, the biggest part in that particular, um, whether you're going to get sick or not, or whether you're going to get um, a positive test or not, or, you know, assuming that the test is, is actually accurate, um, that's based off of your health. Mm -hmm. So let's start talking about how we can actually get people healthy, right? What are, what are all the things that a person needs to do to make sure that they um, are as healthy as possible so that Again, I keep beating this drum, but be able to step into an environment that is potentially harmful to them, mm -hmm. right? Whether they're going to survive and thrive. That's not that environment that determines that. It's their body going into that environment that is the biggest determining factor there. You know, again, that's what we're about is trying to make sure people are as, as absolutely as healthy as possible. Yeah, and I think, like, <coughs> there's even something something to be said about... Like so, I don't I don't know what the current like death rate of this thing is, but like, I mean, single digits, correct? Uh, single digit death rate. Death yeah. rate. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay. So, what we know about you know the population at large is that comparing the number of people who have so here's something else to consider the number of people who have like like if we're looking at two numbers here the the positive covid cases or whatever and the the deaths that are being assigned to covid right mm -hmm. both of these numbers are skewed to make this thing look worse than it actually is right sure. so starting with that data you know on the death side I, I literally the other day watched this thing from like one of the Illinois state of Illinois, like daily briefing things or whatever. And the chick on there was saying that if somebody is already in hospice, okay, already in hospice, but at the time of death, 
test positive for COVID-19, that is considered a COVID death. Yeah. Somebody had already determined that they were, had, you know, days to live. (laughs) and then at the time of death because they had a positive test that is being counted as a as a covid death yeah right so there's stuff like that that's increasing this number of the death rate and on the other side there's you know the the positive tests right like there's tons of people less so now but tons of people in the beginning of this, that were basically being told, you know, they call their doctor, hey, I've got, you know, uh, coughing, fever, all this stuff, like, basically being told, if you can still breathe, don't move. Yeah. You know, don't come into the hospital, right? We're not going to test you or whatever. So it's like, this number over here is skewed in the other way, where it's actually probably lower than the truth, right? Right. So, Knowing that, knowing that this death rate is super, super low, and then knowing that the actual health of the American people is really, really poor, yeah, and that tons of these people who have had this virus have actually been able to, you know, fight it off and come out on the other side of it, right? Mm-hmm. Says a ton about what you're just saying. Like, the body has the capacity and the ability and the desire to be healthy and can overcome a lot of freaking crap, right? Oh, yeah. So then, if 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 that is already true, like, more so than, you know, doing whatever we can to avoid this thing, we really need to shift this conversation to, okay, like, how do we affect the host? Right. Right. That's the only way to do it. I mean, because, again, there, and this might be a little bit of a rabbit trail, but, of course, there's people who are going to be uh, susceptible to something like this, right? And no matter, you know, as far as diet, no matter as far as how much they're exercising and sleeping and all those things, potentially all that stuff, they could have this amazing lifestyle, but whether it's because they're 95 years old um, or they have some sort of genetic thing going on um, or you know, whatever it is that they are compromised in a way that what we would typically teach the, the, the ordinary person might not apply to them, but it still doesn't, it still doesn't um, I guess, prove what we're saying is wrong uh, as far as, no, it's about host health mm-hmm. because th- what what led to that person maybe succumbing to this particular thing or being at more at more vulnerable to um, COVID-19 is not the coronavirus. It's because of their genetic issue. It's because of their immune compromisation. It's, mm-hmm. it's because of their age, whatever. So it's still about the host. Right? It's still about what's going on on the inside and how are you able to deal with what's coming at you from the outside. We, what we've been trained to think and what we've been getting heavily for the past four months is let's think about the outside. Let's think about what's all these bad things that are all over your hands and let's wipe them down. Let's think about all these bad things that are potentially all, all over your, your um, floors and your, your counters and, and everywhere you go. So let's wipe that down, right? Let's think about what could be coming out of our, our nose and our mouth. So let's cover that up. 
that's all stuff. Again, not necessarily saying that that's not necessary to do, but the emphasis has been there. And there's been very little emphasis on right. how can you be healthy? Mm-hmm. And that's we kind of want to flip that around, right? We want to be able that's that would be the message that we would want to give off. Is let's let's start emphasizing something that we um, understand more, right? We we have a better understanding of how to get somebody healthy more so than this coronavirus. Mm-hmm. Um, so let's let's start emphasizing some of that. Yeah, it's it's like I'm like I'm not concerned with the conversation around does a mask work or not right. like if 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 it actually does work like and it you know prevents the spreading of this thing like fine like i i've I, it's it's almost like that's just not a conversation that i care to be having because what i've observed is that when I'm using the mask as this just like artifact, right? Mm-hmm. So it's like when we're when the conversation is around the mask and the social distancing and all this stuff, when that is the conversation, what I'm observing is people who are clearly metabolically unhealthy wearing their mask and filling their grocery carts with the source of the problem. Yeah. Like that is what I'm observing. If, if, if what we're concerned about is human flourishing, okay, if what we're concerned about is preserving life, what the data shows is that the people who are being killed by this thing are the people who are the most unhealthy. Yep. If that is true, having the conversation around the mask and around the distancing and closing down businesses and all this stuff is enabling the problem to continue. Yep. Like that, like that is what I'm observing. Yeah. I mean, I guess what I'm hearing you say is, is instead of this COVID thing and, and looking at the data of it's the, it's the most unhealthy people are the ones that are doing the worst. Instead of saying, whoa, that's revealing the importance of people getting healthy. We're emphasizing you know, let's just, let's just wear masks. Let's socially distance. Let's wipe things down. Right. So we're missing the problem and we're using these other things to continue to, you know, just go our own way and, and forget about the problem or not address the, the problem. This potentially happened because there's a huge problem with people's health. And now this is a way of revealing this huge problem. And we continue to focus on this other, uh, what I would say is a, a smaller problem instead of this being a, a way of waking us up to, mm-hmm this this bigger problem so like what you said there as far as um you know you have these people who are unhealthy and then they make sure that they're distancing they're making sure that they're wearing a mask and you know making sure that they're um disinfecting their hands everywhere they go um but then they continue to you know go to mcdonald's and they continue to never exercise they continue to smoke with their masks you know take their mask off only to smoke that type of stuff um one way of looking at that would be, well, that's the lifestyle that they live and they're already sick. So they better do, they better distance, they better mm-hmm. wear a mask, all this stuff. Mm-hmm. But I would even still say, when we look at what, what some of the research is showing is that's, that's still not the case. You can make an argument that if somebody is smoking, they're drinking, they're, they never exercise, they sleep terrible, they uh, eat poor food, 
if they just start moving in the right direction, mm-hmm. that person that moves in the right direction that is was already in a metabolically unhealthy state, if you compare that person to somebody who's in a metabolically unhealthy state but stays there and continues to do the wrong things, right. these people do much worse than these people over here. Right. So just small changes of, let's even say if you're like a type 2 diabetic, if you start doing some fasting, if you start doing some um, intermittent fasting, if you start going low-carb, the immediate effects on your physiology makes you much um, re- more resilient to succumbing to something like a coronavirus than if you were to wear some sort of mask. I don't know. You could say, well, show me the study on, on that sort of thing. They're, they haven't done that study, right? right. But they've done right. other things to show, well, this has a huge impact. Let's just even talk about something. You know, this is something small, but there's been a number of studies that show the, the person's level of vitamin D. Mm-hmm. If they if they are under th- what's called nanograms per mole, that's how they measure vitamin D in your blood. If they if you're under 30 nanograms per mole, these people die at a much higher rate than somebody who's just over 30. Now I do some functional health work where I work with people and kind of see if they're you know whether it's autoimmune disease or metabolic disease, whatever it is, and we try to develop a, a lifestyle plan to get move them away from the, their unhealthy state. When I look at vitamin D levels, I want them to be like. 60 to 80 nanograms per mole. That's a healthy state. That's optimal function. It's just the people who are over 30 who are not doing poorly with with coronavirus. It's the people who are under 30 who are doing poorly Mm -hmm. with coronavirus. What if we got to those 60 and 80s? This thing probably wouldn't even be an issue at all, right? So that's just kind of one example. If we would just start doing things and, and shooting for, fighting for optimal function, surviving and thriving from a health perspective, we probably this probably wouldn't even be a discussion, but again, it's revealing how much we don't do that, how unhealthy we are in our. You know, this is a, a pandemic that's all over the world, so it's happening all over the world, but specifically in our country because we seem to be doing the worst with it. Mm-hmm. It's revealing how much we're not there, right? We're not right. to optimal function. We b- think very little about thriving when it comes to our health, and then now this thing happens, and of course we're. We're in a lot of trouble. There's a lot of people there who are in a lot of trouble. Hey, this is uh, an unintentional break in the action, as you can clearly tell, because now there's a baby here and not a doctor. Um, but I'll use this break in the action to uh, take this time to uh, put in a little word from our sponsors, New City CrossFit. Okay, this show is brought to you by New City CrossFit. Um, if you are interested in uh, getting to know a little bit more about what we do, uh, if you're interested in just kind of having a conversation with us uh, about your diet, about your lifestyle, about movement, about coming to the gym, any of it, uh, we'd love to talk to you. Um, you can just go to newcitycrossfit.com start and sign up for a time to meet. I'll be there. He won't. Um, and we can talk about it. Okay. Back to the show. Say bye. Bye. You're totally going to want to watch the video here if you're listening to the audio. Unintentional break. Back to where we're at. So what you had said about, you know, vitamin D and not, you know, we don't have the study that says vitamin D levels, you know, are like... If we have this, vitamin D is like this thing that prevents, you know, the bad stuff happening from the coronavirus, right? We don't have a study that shows that. 
that mentality is coming from this whole Western medicine philosophy. It's coming from this pharmaceutical culture that says, you know, we need this drug to treat this thing, right? Mm-hmm. And like, that's not how we need, like we think about this stuff. Like, so even even for me to like, to hear that, oh, they're, they're finding this even just correlation between people with these vitamin D levels that are basically ab- above like dying, yeah. right? They're seeing better outcomes. I'm like, well, no, duh. Yeah. Like, of course they are because like what that tells me about that person is that they're doing certain things to have that level of vitamin D in their blood. Mm-hmm. Like it tells me that that is a healthier person overall, right? So it's like you could you could do that with all of this stuff. I mean, I I hate even like the the you know, the internet culture, the clickbait, this and that is just built around all this stuff like oh, yeah, I just saw one about like how Nuts and seeds are these superfoods, and that if you know everybody ate, you know, uh, uh, half a cup of nuts a day, you could solve all these issues and stuff. It's like it, it's like that's not even the point, yeah. <laughs> you know. It's not about like you eat blueberries the same way you take your, you know, antidepressant medication. It's like right. I'm not eating blueberries to treat a specific thing that's going on. Mm-hmm. I'm eating good food and exercising and sleeping well because I know what that's going to do to me as a human being and so that anything that comes at me, be it a virus, be it you know whatever else, I am going to be the healthiest person possible to deal with that thing. Yep. Like that's the point. So I guess to get into, I mean, something that I know you've mentioned and it's really what we've been talking about here is this whole idea about having an inside-out philosophy on health versus an outside-in philosophy on health. What does that actually mean? Yeah, so I think if we just go back to the things that we, so these principles that we have, right? So we have these principles that are nutritional principles and, and movement principles and, and that we 100% agree with. We think that these are the right way for a human being to survive and thrive. But underlying all of those, except maybe we would say even the major premise is the only reason that that's, that that works is because the human body was created to be healthy. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of, so that's the trajectory that it's on, right? It it wants to be healthy. It will be healthy. And in something in chiropractic philosophy, we say the human body will be healthy as long as there's no interference. Mm. Meaning if there's something that's interfering with the body's ability to heal and function the way that it's supposed to. So just to kind of list off some interferences, interferences would be if you're smoking, that's an interference. If you're not nourishing the body, that's an interference. Right. If your spine is terrible, that's an interference. If you're not exercising, you're not moving, that's an interference. What do I mean by that? Well, that's something that's interfering with the, your body's ability to heal and function at an optimal level. Mm-hmm. Right. So the 
that's more of an, what's called an inside out philosophy. It's saying, well, if the body's just supposed to be healthy, if it's not, then there's something going on the, on the inside that's wrong. Not necessarily something that came at me from the outside that made me function poorly. Because if you have that philosophy that says it's something from the outside, like a bug, um, or, you know, a germ, um, whatever it may be, if, if it's something from the outside that comes in and then negatively affects my body to the point where it gets sick, then it's natural to just think, well, if it's something from the outside that came in and made you sick, then it's something from the outside that's going to come in and make you healthy, right? So therefore we get into this most, this symptom treatment stuff. Well, why are you sick? Well, it's, it's because of the symptom that you're having. So therefore let's take something from the outside and put it in you. So that symptom goes away. And now you're back to being healthy because now you're symptom free again. Inside philosophy, inside out philosophy would say, well, no, the reason that I'm, I'm sick, the reason I don't have health is because there's something wrong going on in the inside. So therefore, if I want health again, then I have to fix what's going on on the inside. And back to that interference thing. Well, how do you fix that? You remove interferences, right? If you're not exercising and not exercising interference, well, how do you remove that interference? You exercise, mm-hmm. right? If you're eating too much sugar and that's leading to disease, the, the, that sugar is an interference to your body's ability to heal and function the way it's supposed to, then you stop eating so much sugar, mm-hmm. right? And that's a, removing an interference. And if you can remove enough interferences, you haven't done something special to the body. Now you've allowed the body to get back to that what's called homeostatic mm-hmm. function, the yeah. normal cell physiology that's supposed to happen with the human body. We've, we've been trained to think the body's weak, the body doesn't, can't, doesn't know how to be healthy, we have to intervene from the outside to get it to be healthy. That's not how the body works. The body is designed to be healthy, it will be healthy as long as you give it what it needs, stay away from what it doesn't. That's another way of saying avoid interferences. Yep. If you're not giving it what it needs, you're interfering. You're not staying away from what it doesn't, you're interfering with the body's ability to, to heal and function the way that, that it's supposed to. Yeah, so two quick thoughts here. One is like, so one of the problems with even this philosophy is actually understanding what is normal, right? So that's one of the big reasons why we have the principles. They're, they're kind of like this, this standard that we have to be able to look to and say, this is normal function for a human being. This is optimal. This is how things are supposed to be, right? More of like almost, almost down to like a philosophical issue. Like, like this is right, yeah. okay? This is good. And we've gotten so far removed from that that like we don't even necessarily have a frame of reference like when we're living in certain things that are really not healthy and not helpful. Mm-hmm. An hour ago, I had a conversation with somebody. Um, we're talking about um, like digestion and like digestive health. It's you know one of the kind of more often the weeds things that we talk about as far as um, nutrition goes. But like the concept of eating in a low stress state was like foreign foreign right because we're always going from here to there and i've got 10 minutes to get this food into my mouth before i get over here right Right. or like 
you know, even when we're at home, it's like, okay, I finally got dinner done after like keeping the kids from killing themselves. Now it's on the table and it's like, man, let's just get through this because the next step is bedtime and I can breathe. Right. Yeah. And it's like, even the concept of like wanting to move towards a lower stress environment to be able to actually process and digest the food that you're eating, even if it's the, the best thing possible that's on the table. Yeah. Like even having that as like a goal or an aim was just like not even something that like is part of the picture. Right. right? right. So it's like we, we not only need to like understand these things, but like our, 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 picture of what the aim is yep. is super skewed and in 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 some ways just uninformed i think oh yeah it's like if if we have not seen that if we've not been raised in a way to know certain things if you know like we don't know that like that is something to seek after something good something beneficial it's like you know what like how how would we find out about that you know right. we we have to have this education piece before we can even talk about you know changing behaviors and all this stuff right yeah that's a big deal i mean i can think of uh a number of different instances where something like this has happened but i mean just one instance and i won't name names i mean they'd be friends of both of ours so i won't throw them under the <laughs> bus here but um it's come up a, a number of different times of not wanting to change something about lifestyle and justifying not wanting to make that change because we're going to basically the the statement is we're going to be normal sure we're not going to be we're not going to be weirdos right uh which is always funny to me because it, somehow me or the way that my family does things is always wrapped up within that conversation so they're all, being, basically they're calling me a weirdo just being weird yeah yeah but that's yeah. that's that's how people have been trained right right you know going out to eat all the time is normal right eating macaroni and cheese and hot dogs for dinner is is normal I, we were just at the baseball park for my son's game last night and this kid was probably five years old he had one of those laffy taffies that was this big and he had a 20 ounce coke drinking and eating at the same time. Mm -hmm. But that's just completely normal. Like mm -hmm. me thinking that that's weird is weird, right? People would be like, why would you think that that's weird? That's the normal thing. And I, and I remember that I did stuff like that, right? Yeah. So it's very easy for us to just say, well, I, you know, this is how I lived and, and look at me, I'm, I'm fine. Mm -hmm. But our definition of health is totally skewed. You saying that you're fine, even though, again, you've had, all these surgeries and you have allergies and you have skin issues and you're, you, you're constipated all the time and all these things it just becomes normal things of life. You, all your friends have the same stuff. So it becomes normal. It's, it's, we always used to say this when I would do screenings, chiropractic, people would come with 15 different symptoms. Um, and we would ask them, what do they think about this? So they would just say, well, this is just a normal headache every single day that I have or right. you know, normal back pain. I'm like, well, we would always say, well, it's not normal. It's common, but it's not normal to have these things. And we get those two things mixed up, right? We think things that are commonly the case for, for so many people are now normal things. Mm -hmm. And we've lost our understanding of what normal function of the body should be, what normal health, um, which normal should be optimal health. But we, 
we don't have that. We don't we don't even have that frame of reference, like you said, anymore. Right. It's like listening to people who have just found out they have like a gluten intolerance. They're like, oh, it's not normal to have diarrhea every day. Like, <laughs> you know, like it's right. We we just we don't even have that picture. So yep. like that like that that's that's really point blank one of the major reasons why we can develop the principles to have an aim. It's like, yeah. this is what we're aiming for. This is normal. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, even so my, the second thing I was going to say, just briefly, the whole, the outside in inside out philosophy, um, a conversation that's been coming up with this. So I've got a group of guys I get together with on a weekly basis, taking care of, emotional and relational aspects of being healthy, right? Um, This conversation we're having is kind of in that realm, thinking about if all of my problems relationally are, I'm always thinking about them as external coming in, right? Mm -hmm. Like I I am missing out on the experience of an opportunity for me to change because in most cases, the problem is internal yeah. coming out, right? Yeah. Same same conversation. Yeah, and I think people understand that. You know, if, that's that's a pretty well, easy conversation. I mean, they might reject it, right? They might not accept that that's, but they at least have that understanding of, right. yeah. It's, right, Emotion, emotional maturity and, like, self-awareness would kind of get you to that place. Right. Yeah. Right. But then when it comes to what you eat and what you do with your time, like... Now all of a sudden it's different. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. And it's been, you know, how we've been trained to think. You know, I can do whatever I want until I get a symptom and I can go get that symptom treated and then I can go back to doing whatever I want. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Well, I mean, in some ways this feels like the same conversation we had, um, you know, a couple months ago. Jeez, it's 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 so crazy how... At the same time, the past four months have felt like this, like we're living in this like different universe, but also like it's just like this this shadow. Like, like how was that four months ago? How how have we been living in this for four months? Right. right. Um, but like, it it, it is is something so relevant right now and so important and so close to what we are doing here at the gym that it's like we gotta step into this conversation yeah um so the the truth is now we're open okay (laughs) we are holding class almost every single day um you know if like you want to continue this type of conversation with us we would love to do that um so you can hit us up on, I mean, any platform works, but if you go to newcitycrossfit.com, hit the, uh, uh, what does the button say? There's a button on there. Set up a time to come in. Um, or shoot us a message, Instagram, Facebook. Um, come in, we can talk, and yeah, we can see how we can get rolling and get you started and um, you know, be working towards this we call an optimal state of health pushing against the standard american lifestyle that is going to lead to 
everything we've been talking about. It is it is shown and proven what is what is normal, what most people consider normal is going to end in a state of unhealth, right? Yeah. And so we have to make intentional lifestyle decisions to push against that and actually get to what the human body wants. Absolutely. Hit us up. Thanks for listening, guys. Peace. See you next time. You've made it here to the end of the show. Thank you so much for listening all the way through. Um, if you like what you hear, here's what you need to do. You need to subscribe because then you don't have to be scrolling through your feed and seeing when we got a new show. It's just going to show up in your feed, guys. It's the easiest thing to do. You know, Make things easier for yourself subscribe for you for yourself subscribing it's the best thing that you can do right uh you can like us on facebook and instagram um all of the stuff if you're listening on the audio version you can watch the video version on youtube um hey we would also love for you to give us some feedback comment uh review let us know what you think if there's stuff you want to hear us talk about if there's people you want us to interview let us know okay but again Thank you for your attention. Really appreciate it. Catch you guys next time.